are a lot of moms out there who want to make money creating content, writing, blogging, podcasting. We have a mom who's doing it all. Welcome to How Mom Made It. I'm Mary Goulet. And I'm Heather Ryder. And our guest today is Bethany Braun Silva. She's an on-air parenting, entertainment, and lifestyle expert and the host of the podcast Breakdown with Bethany. It's a web show on mom.com. She is also the former editor of Parenting.com and frequently writes about the latest and greatest gear for parents and kids, as well as health, women's lifestyle, pop culture, home, and food topics. Mary, she's doing a lot. Yeah, but also she wrote a book, Like a Mother, Banish Guilt, Blaze Your Trail, and Break the Rules to Create a Life You Love. Okay, Welcome. Bethany, are you exhausted? Hey, <laughs> I'm to- I'm exhausted from just from listening to you guys. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You're amazing. What you're creating is so incredible. So tell us, how did you get started in all of this in creating content and writing and blogging and podcasting and everything that you do? Well, I'll tell you, it's been like a slow burn, right? Like I started in 2011 when I fell pregnant with my first child and was like, oh, shoot, I need to make money. So um, I... Funny how that works. uh, Yeah, funny how that works, right? So I was 26 years old. I was trying to be an actress. That's completely not lucrative at all. Um, So I was like, you know what? I can write and I can write about my experience. So that's where I started. I started with that at the time craigslist was a thing and i looked for writing jobs on craigslist and the mom space and then sort of i mean to cut through like a bunch of years was able to sort of work my way up the corporate ladder in digital media and publishing to eventually running parenting.com so when i took the helm of parenting.com that was in 2019 so my kids were seven and going on four at the time and then um with the pandemic uh you know like pivoting was like the magic word right or survival really Uh but um I got completely burnt out of that job and wanted to do step away and do some like freelancing stuff really wanted to started cultivating the idea of my book um, just to see what was else was out there. Um, but I realized that also through a bit of soul searching that I couldn't really step away from like the parenting beat too much because that really is where my passions are. I think I finally, sometimes we have to like our, our sort of like our, I don't know, like our mission, our purpose sometimes like slaps us in the face, right? Like I was running from it, realizing like, no, this is where I belong. I belong, you know, creating content for moms to help them feel less isolated, to help them feel connected um, because that's what I need. And so through that, I developed the podcast, The Breakdown with Bethany, where I talk to celebrities, entrepreneurs, experts, pediatricians, all with the purpose of providing moms with great information to lead their best lives. And that also sort of informed my book, right? Like a mother, banish guilt, blaze your trail and break the rules to create a life you love is sort of like my rules that I broke and created along the way to, you know, having the career that I did. And within the book are also excerpts from the excerpts of interviews that I did from the podcast. So it's really kind of this like beautiful, like encompassing thing of like my writing, my editing, and all the conversations that I've had with mothers um, and encapsulated in this book. Um, that's really like the, like the, the, the reader's digest version. version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, the, I think what's so lovely and I think what's brilliant also is that you have recognized, because Mary and I have been doing a lot of mom content for years. And I think what happens is that you do find that this is where you love to live. Like we've created other content, like, and trying to do content outside of the mom genre, 
is, but it becomes kind of weird and difficult. Well, and here's another part. We started working together when both our families had, she has three boys under five. I had two girls under five. So mm-hmm. as they grew up and we continued to write books and podcast, we grew up, you know what I mean? And then our desires, and sometimes we think, oh, the content we're doing might be a little tired, but then we get a rejuvenation because we're in different phases ourselves. It's so weird. Like we, your content kind of grows up with you. Don't you feel, has, is that kind of your experience as well? Oh, absolutely. And I actually think that's why I enjoy this market so much, if you will, because there is always something around, there's something around every corner, right? Because our parenting and mothering experiences are vastly different, right? Mm -hmm. Like not only from each other, but like literally day to day or sometimes hour to hour. So for me, it's really just all about, you know, blending like my personal experience and my professional experience with the, also the experience that I can, I hope to sort of like glean from others. So I, and I did, I actually in, in my abbreviated career journey, I took a stint in like celebrity journalism, where I just kind of like wanted to focus on celeb and not talk about the motherhood piece at all. And I hated it. So I do feel like I really am meant to be in this field. And another thing that I also say as like a parenting journalist is like moms are people too, right? Parents are people too. So yes, we love to talk about our kids and, and sort of like the, the sort of like the, the mental health of motherhood, if you will. But also like, I still want to know like, what's the best beauty products out there? Like mm-hmm. what are, what, is, what are like the cool trending things? Like, so it's, it's really just taking that holistic approach. Um, like how you, how you, how you both mentioned. So really, I, I think as long as my fingers work, I'll be typing about parenting. Content. <laughs> well, and it's interesting that you mentioned that you did not enjoy the celebrity beat, but you really are finding kind of your groove also in the celebrity mom beat. So that what's the difference there that you're finding? Because I know that you love interviewing the mom celebrities. What's so different in just like the us normal, moms. the normal or the normal <laughs> or even just like the normal celebrities? Oh, okay. Yeah, well, what I will, well, I will tell you the, you can probably look it up on LinkedIn. I won't say it here, but the brands that I was working for as a celebrity journalist, they were very tabloid-esque. And so it felt less human. Uh, I felt like, I felt like I was like tapping into kind of like the less human side of myself. Whereas if I focused on the mothering part, it's like the most human side of myself. So that is, yeah. So that's where I really, you know, thrive with the connections that I make and what I and I mean look there's the way our culture is where there'll always be an interest in celebrity and like and it sort of varies from person to person but I find that like I mentioned like we're all different in our parenting journeys the way we parent like the age of our kids all of that but it is also like an ultimate equalizer and I don't want to like I'm gonna drop a name here Serena Williams told me that like when I interviewed her she was like it really is like she was talking to me about her experience with blood clots and not being heard after she gave birth to her first daughter and understanding that like her voice to you know talk about that experience could help so many other mothers so maybe we had different childbirth experiences experiences, but her like just talking about it could give power to so many other mothers out there and potentially save their lives. So in that way, it is very equalizing. Well, and I think that is so interesting because with the celebrities, like you mentioned, you're tapping into their human side. You're not just tapping into their celebrity tabloid side of life. And I think they probably appreciate that. I mean, have you, do you find that they set their performative part of their celeb 
at the door when you go on air with them? Sometimes yes. And sometimes no, but I, and I, you know, again, I don't want to toot my own horn too much, but if I find that they're coming in like really like, you know, with that performance sort of mentality, I try to like, my podcast is the breakdown with Bethany. I try to slowly like break that down and like really connect to them. Maybe it's through humor or an experience that I researched that was, you know, traumatic or, uh, you know, for them and that they're open to talking about. And then it becomes this really just like woman to woman, mother to mother connection again, with the intention of really, you know, educating and supporting our audience. And that also helps to, you know, I actually interviewed, and again, I did not come here to drop names, but I interviewed a really big hero of mine on Saturday, Jerry Halliwell Horner, who is, you know, Ginger Spice. She's massive to me. And I was so nervous, but what the, the intention of like really wasn't about me and what I was feeling it was about the information that she could share. And so when I put it in that light, it really takes a lot of the pressure off. It's like, I'm now of service rather than like, you know, having to feel like I'm performing, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And didn't she just write a book? Yes. That's why I got to have her on the podcast. Yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, so that's, that's a awesome. fantastic book. Yeah. Okay. But that's okay. We, I mean, dropping names is totally fine by us who have been some of your more, um, favorite or most insightful interviews of the celebrities that you have interviewed? Yeah. So definitely Jerry Halliwell, hundred percent. I was like, just floored, like John the floor. I had to like take a moment and reflect after that. She's incredibly knowledgeable and inspirational. Loved, loved her. And then um, another really great interview was my interview with Jenna Bush Hager. She came on to talk about this literacy project she was doing. Obviously, she's a huge, huge advocate for literacy, children's literacy, and of course, you know, books. So mom. Yes, exactly. So that was really fantastic because I was able to really get her. I mean, she's obviously passionate about what she does, but it really, it was really shining through on the podcast. And that's actually another reason we do the video part because you, it's, 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 you're really, it's for me, it's really just about that emotion, that connection and like wanting to really, really highlight that with like, with anyone that comes on, I want it to sort of be like stripped away. These are, we're just talking show, you know, to really be able to see that vulnerable side, the passionate side, whatever it may be. So you're doing these on a zoom platform type. Yeah, exactly. On zoom. I have no studio, very low budget. That's awesome. (laughs) That's That's awesome. So for a mom who's interested in creating this kind of life, what you're doing, you're making money, creating content online. How, what kind of tips would you have for an aspiring mom content creator? I would say, actually, and this tip was given to me, is to first get off the internet, right? Because if you're scrolling and you're saying, oh, that mom's doing great. She's making money. She's this. I, I, it's not really, you know, we talk about branding or like, you know, your, your true authentic self. I think that's the most important part of it is to figure out what you want to talk about. What kind of content do you want to create? And if you're constantly like scrolling and comparing, you know, that could really be a trap. And that was a trap that I fell into a lot, like wanting to make funny TikTok videos and like, you know, repurpose all these trending sounds, but that's not really me. Like I'm more, I'm better at just being genuine, sharing like the, like, you know, talking about stuff that I've written. Um, and, and that might not be the most popular, you know, thing to not, maybe it's not the best way to get eyeballs on you immediately. But I think the 
the if I had to say my number one tip would be it would be to un- just to first really focus and discover what it is you want to say. And sometimes we kind of have to quiet that social media for a little bit to figure that out. You know, I get that. And I Heather and I are not big social media people at all. She's worse than I am. <laughs> but, and I'm bad. But I, when you said true, authentic self, to me, it's like, what are you thinking about when you're not thinking about doing something? You know what I mean? Like, because it has to be sustainable. Oh, I can come up with a shiny new topic and get 10 episodes out or write half a book and it just flitters away. You know, it doesn't sustain. So who am I throughout my day? What am I thinking about? What am I doing? What's important to me? Where are my values and all that? That's what kind of goes, oh, well, this is, this is me. This is Mary. This is authentic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's hard. Yeah. And go ahead. No, and I was just going to say, because, and sometimes it's those, just those really small joys, like the things that you, like you said, the stuff that you're enjoying doing or talking about, right. When you're not doing anything else for, I have a girlfriend who is makes, who loves to make videos of her packing her children's lunches. I have another girlfriend who just likes to do, uh, you know, reality TV show recap. So it's like that light, that thing, that, that little quirky thing that maybe is weird that maybe you don't want, you only talk about with your partner or your best friend. That's what makes you, you, those, those, like those inherent quirky quirkies, those quirks, like that's what we love. That's what we gravitate to. Those are the things that I watch. The, the thing that is like lighting you up that you can talk about for talk about, you know, at length for a million episodes. Right. Um, and I think if you find that, and sometimes it can be hard, then you really never run out of content because it, it really is just coming from this this place inside of you. Well, and I think that's also where you find your audience and where you make that connection is on those quirky little things that you might share with somebody who's listening or somebody who's watching. Because I think there's so much content out there to scroll through that unless you can actually find a way to make a connection with someone you're not going to have a real audience. I would have been in the audience for the lady making the lunches for her kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> spice it up, mom. And I'm like, how? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. And what she does, and I'll tell you, she's actually a good friend of mine. Her name is Michelle Park. She's, um, she's incredible. She, and she's a reporter for NBC. She, what she does too is she's packing the lunches and she's giving a voiceover and to like tips, things that have gone on in her children's life. So she's found a way to like really, um, kind of like marry her to like some several of her passions right she loves food she loves to be creative in these lunch boxes but then she's also going to tie it in with a story from her children that day and I think that I can't imagine she would ever run out of things to talk about and for for in that specific instance it's like she just found her her niche if you will it's amazing it's amazing and so and also in the book that you've created in the tips what do you recommend like, what are some of the highlighted tips? Because we want someone listening to go buy your book, check out your podcast, Breakdown with Bethany, and the book, Like a Mother. When you say banish guilt and blaze your trail, those two first topics, what are you saying there? I'm saying, sort of, we've all heard it, right? Especially mothers. I'm saying, I'm, I'm challenging you to put yourself first. And maybe the ways that aren't so cliche, right? I talk a lot about setting boundaries with my own kids, which to some, Mm. some women will like, you know, clutch their pearls at like, how could you, how could you do Uh that? 
Right. But I will, I do, I set boundaries with, with my own children (laughs) because I need to, because my work is really fulfilling to me. And if I don't, if they keep interrupting me, then that part gets missed. So it's really, and then I, and then the guilt part of it too, that's like a huge, huge topic, but I want to, I want mothers to understand that guilt really doesn't serve a purpose, right? It only just continues us to spiral down this sort of like path of, I don't know, self-destruction, self-loathing. I don't know what it is, but if you're feeling moments of guilt for either not being there for your kids, for choosing work over care, missing a ball game or a dance recital, I want you to reflect and take that moment, but then keep it moving because there's no one is served by you just spiraling in the guilt. I, I, and, and I, so that's that part I I really want to drive home Um, and to not feel guilty about kind of putting yourself first. And then the whole blazing your trail part is really sort of reflective on my journey. I mentioned to you, I was 26 pregnant and like really just did not have a job or a purpose. And I quickly discovered my passion through becoming a mother of like wanting to connect and write for and talk to other mothers and just kind of getting very clear that this is my path and being unapologetically ambitious um, Mm. with like trying to be as successful as possible. And a lot of, you know, pivoting and learning had to happen along the way, but always knowing like this, this is a part of me that I don't want to sacrifice. I love my ambition and I want to, I want to just keep going. And of course we had to take breaks. I had another kid and, you know, there's, there's so many life things that happen in between, but always kind of having, you know, you know, having that light at the end of the tunnel of like, this is for me, this is my thing that I have for myself, whether it's, you know, a a career, whether it's a business, whether it's a book idea, whether it's being a content creator online, I think just being kind of as laser focused as possible, like running toward your dreams, you know, whenever you can is is incredibly important. Well, and I also think um, we're going to be interviewing it later on, um, a gal that was talking about the imposter syndrome. And I think women also being unapologetically ambitious and then also being okay with taking risks and not feeling like you're an imposter in any of this because we're all out there just trying to do our best, right? Absolutely. And actually, uh, a colleague, well, you know, sort of a colleague of mine, someone who I really greatly admire, who is fighting for mothers at the federal level is Rajma Sojani. Mm-hmm. And she kind of blasts open this idea of motherhood and imposter syndrome. It's not, we feel like imposters because like, the system was not set up to support us. If there was supports in place, then how how could we possibly feel like imposters? If the corporate world was set up to support mothers at any stage in their life, then why would I feel like an imposter when I have to, you know, make the choice between staying for this 4.30 p.m. meeting or going home to, to my children? And And I will tell you a little bit more about imposter syndrome. I felt that so immensely because we all have. Kind of, oh my I kind gosh. of was yes, like yes. I kind of was an imposter. Like I was a, a, a wannabe actress now trying to make my way in the editorial world with some of the best of the best like editorial writing minds out there. So I was totally an imposter. But then I also and I do talk about this in the book too. It's like 
I needed to deliver on my promise, like that I was the real deal, that I really could do this. Maybe I didn't have the skills yet, but I'm going to get the skills and I'm going to learn. I'm going to work harder than anybody. So it was a promise, not only to the people that were hiring me, but to myself. So I think that that is that is. I don't know how to wrap that up with a bow, but it's no, sort of no, no, like- no. I think it's so important because I, I, and this topic is one of those ongoing topics that we should all be discussing in all of our podcasts and writing and all that, because I really do think that blowing open this whole like imposter syndrome with mothers too, and working and the idea that you can work from home and be, and be a good mom or work in a corporate office or do whatever you want to do, still be a good mom whatever works for your family and not feel like you're in a, being an imposter in any of it. So I think we're all working every day to overcome those feelings of, gosh, am I really what I say that I am or what I'm right. trying to be? <laughs> I know. I, how do you write, wrap that up with a nice tidy bow? I don't know, but I do think that the conversation is really important. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and then if I can, like there's this other sort of, <laughs> we have like the imposter syndrome, but there's someone else told me about summit syndrome, which is another what? thing. I know I don't even, I should like, but it's like that idea that it, it's sort of like on the flip side of imposter syndrome. It's like, oh, I don't belong here. I, I'm a fraud. Nobody's going to think I'm good enough or talented enough. And then it's like, once we're in it, it's like, I need to keep going. I need to conquer another mountain so oh, I can continue yeah. to prove myself. So I keep going. All right. I, I, I knocked that goal out of the park, but now I need to make sure I get another monumental thing under my belt so that no one, you know, suspects like that I'm, you know, not supposed to be here. So women also suffer from that summit <laughs> syndrome, which is like, can you give us a break? What please? the heck? Yeah. And then the guys are like, do do do. And they just go do their thing. <laughs> right. Getting overpaid for, you know, right. whatever. <laughs> oh my gosh. And all this while you're trying to raise two kids. Oh my, I know I'm too. But that's like, you know, who else? Three. My best friend has twins. Like, I mean, come on. <laughs> do you have three kids or two kids? Just two boys. I have two kids, but two like boys, some, yeah. you know, like th- there's, you know, in in high in, like comparatively like oh. that might not be that many no 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 <laughs> so. no. I have I have three boys and then I know a gal who has six and like she's oh my, my age I'm like what <laughs> six kids yeah I was I walked um saw this lady six girls following oh her like little ducklings <laughs> they were so well behaved so fun mom spoke they turned lovely family but it's all it's all a journey I, and it's all fun. I have two girls <laughs> and they both run me ragged and they're adults. Boundaries, Mary. <laughs> right. You need to give them boundaries. boundaries. Oh, I just go hide. Yeah, she named she's named her daughters are older like my boys and she's just named her her nickname for one of her daughters is Venmo. <laughs> yes, my college oh, my college wow. senior. Just wait, my dear, just wait. Yes. All right, uh, so then we can find you on your podcast. Is it a weekly podcast? It is. It's out every Thursday. We're back with a new new season. Our next guest coming up. Oh, my gosh, I don't even remember. We just had Jenna Juan on. We've had some incredible guests. So The Breakdown with Bethany on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, and your website is? bethanybronsilva.com all right thank you so much and you can find her book on amazon also like a mother thank you so much for joining us bethany that was a lot of fun thank you
it's us, Mary and Heather. The lawyers want you to know a few things about this podcast. First, it's for entertainment and education purposes only. And a few things about us. We're not doctors, psychiatrists, psychologists, counselors, financial advisors, or professional coaches. As Mary likes to say, we're just talkers. Always seek the advice of professionals. That's it. Thanks for listening.